Hello and welcome to For Real Life Pod. My name is Sharon. I am a super Bluey fan. And I'm Tori, a total Bluey newbie, watching the episodes for the very first time. And together we're reviewing and recapping the many adventures of the Healer family. Let's dive in. This episode of Bluey is called Curry Quest. Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 8, Curry Quest. We're going on a quest, we're going on a quest. What type of quest is a curry quest? I love your song. Thank you. I just made it up. I don't know if you can tell. (laughs) All right. How are you today, Tori? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm really good. Okay. We're talking about Curry Quest today. Um, We're going to start first with your synopsis. Okay. And then I want to talk a little bit about curry in general. So I love it. Okay. Synopsis away. Bluey learns all the elements needed to write the next Harry Potter, while Bingo <laughs> learns to be brave and Bandit gets dinner. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Hilarious. Yay. I'm glad it's, you like it. That's very good. That's very good. Um, okay. So what did you think about this episode? How are your general feelings about curry? Right. Um, I I would love to know those. I like curry, but I never eat it. (laughs) Literally never eat it. Like in my head, I'm like, a curry swap? Like, I mean, I guess, but I'd have to go to a restaurant and get some curry and then swap it with somebody else. Like, I mean, first of all, I almost never eat it. And then I definitely would not be making it at home because I feel like I would I would mess it up too much Mm -hmm. um but that's just me so i wanted to get you know your impression on this as well so i love curry but i have to admit most of the curry i've had have been thai restaurant curry so like a coconut curry oh Oh my god so freaking good i've been to several indian restaurants but i feel like i have less experience like when i've been to an indian restaurant i like don't know what to order and i'm kind of like reading all the things trying to figure out what i like or I know a lot of people love Indian food, love Indian restaurants. If I had, if I was like, I'm really in the mood for a curry, I would probably go the Thai route. Thai. Um, but I know that both are available in lots of restaurants. I would, like you, never cook it myself. <laughs> so the idea of like. Either Indian or Thai. Yes. Yeah. The idea of me making one and then like sharing with someone or like splitting with someone, like I, that doesn't, I don't see that happening. Um, but like going to a restaurant and ordering some oh, with a spring roll. Oh, so good. <laughs> Do we now know what we are doing for dinner tonight? <laughs> I know. We're never be craving it. Yes. Uh, my So my husband cannot physically eat really like either sp- like not even spicy food, like hot food. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean spice in the terms of like heat and peppers, but like cumin and, you know, some of those types of like actual spices. So like no flavor. He's not allowed to have any flavor. Um, He's allowed to have a little <laughs> bit of flavor. But I'm if something teasing. has too much flavor, it gives him like heartburn and yeah. all kinds of stomach issues and that type of stuff. So if I'm eating some type of curry, which I, I too also think that the majority of the curries I've had have been a little bit more on the Thai versus like the Indian side. Um, it's it's something where I'm just eating by myself or I'm going out to eat with like some other friends. So I have never, yeah, had an incentive to like cook it at home <laughs> because I would be the only one eating yeah. it for yeah. days and days and days. So what did you think of this episode in general? Curry aside. So say we were doing, what is something that you would swap? Have you ever done like a food swap with someone? 
Because I don't think I've ever done this. I like, I'm going to make some, you're going to make some, and then we're going to swap. Like, potluck, like, if where we show the- up someplace and we bring something and then it's more communal. But that's a lot of people versus just two people making. I've done, like, I've cookie done swaps. Okay. Because, like, at Christmas time, you make, like, a huge batch of one kind and then you want to split with someone else so that you that way you have variety. I've done cookie swaps. But not, like, for a dinner, I think. No, I've never done that. It would kind of like be like doing two different. I'm just going to be very generic here. Like making two different types of lasagnas and then swapping them. Or one person making lasagna, the other person making like Alfredo. Yeah. Or I made a pizza and you made a pizza and then we swapped. (laughs) I'm trying to think of like other. Wasn't there a pizza oven episode where they did that? There was. Hammer Barn. Hammer Barn. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I was like, I had a flashback there for a minute. But yeah, I mean, curry's intense, at least to me. It sounds, it, it seems very intense. Yeah. I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> well, and they do mention um, the non bread. They that, do. Mm, yeah. um, that bingo. sign me up for anytime. Right? Anytime. Oh, My favorite so time. Yes. Who cares about pumpernickel? Get out of the way. <laughs> Give me some non bread. <laughs> so, my overall takeaway for the episode are you ready? Okay. This is a top five for me. Mm. Crochet. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't even gotten to like the best part. I know. I am an avid crocheter. So crochet, a fun storytelling technique, and bingo learning to be brave. This one uh, is officially in the top five for the season for me. It also hit close to home because I just got back from a lot of work travel. I was gone for like practically the whole month of September. Um, so I may have cried with the montage at the end. Oh. And like, this is what makes them heroes. It's like, yeah. Like <laughs> all the mom guilt anyway. from being gone. This yes. was like, this like healed all my mom guilt from being gone. It was amazing. Oh um, I also love the C storyline of Mackenzie's mom. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot going on here. A lot. And I loved it all. Yes. it. I really like this episode, too, for a lot of reasons. So I would I would agree. I hadn't even I I actually have a a note in here that says you must be so excited after Chili is helping Bluey crochet. <laughs> yes. Lots of thoughts it. on the crochet. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's just dive into the episode. It does start with Chili, Bluey, and Bingo, who is asleep, sitting in that front nook area again. Why are we sitting by the front door? Again, I told you. It's weird. Back in the first, like, episode or two, we're going to see this area of the house again. Like, they're using it quite a lot. I thought it felt weird. Yeah, it was a little strange. Because they're sitting right in front of the front door. Right in front of the front door. But they were also playing games right in front of the front door. That's true. I don't know. Maybe that's where the crochet supplies are. <laughs> but like you have four or five other couches in the house that you can like lounge in. Yeah, it was odd. There's a couch outside. There's a couch in the lanai. <gasps> there's the, like there's a lot of places. It was a weird place to relax. It's kind of a strange place to relax. Yes. So Chili is helping Bluey crochet. Yay. Yay. And they're about to change yarn colors Mm -hmm. which i guess is a little bit tricky it is for bluey so she of course wishes that she had rainbow yarn so there is rainbow (laughs) yarn i was so confused by this there is variegated yarn that changes color and especially when chili like leaned in was like yeah i wish there was 
I'm going like, to go on a quest I'm for like, it. What is happening? Just go buy the kids some rainbow yarn. Doing well. Okay, now let's change color. Changing color is tricky. I wish there was a rainbow colored yarn. Oh, tell me about it. I'm on a quest to find rainbow yarn. What's a quest? <laughs> Maybe they don't have rainbow yarn down under. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just more limited because it's a giant continent and it has to be flown in or brought in by boat. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I thought that that was a little, little funny too. After Chili says that she is on a quest to find the rainbow yarn, as you said, um, she then has to explain what a quest is. It's a journey the hero goes on, which is so great. In the background, this is when the music kicks in. So I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. So the music kicks in and Bandit comes in asking who wants to go on a curry swap with him. Bluey is busy and despite Bingo saying that she is not interesting in it. Did you catch that mm-hmm. too? So the interesting. Bandit finally gets her out of the house. So I'm going to pause. If you remember a couple episodes ago in Promises... Bandit and Chili were having side conversations about things Bingo was saying. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that they mentioned Bingo saying was that she's not interesting in oh. something versus interested. Like, I'm not interested. I'm interesting. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was a fun little tie-in. Yeah, that's a great tie-in. Between the episodes, again, reminding us all that Bingo is still four or five years old, that she is still a young kid. As Bandit is getting Bingo, a.k.a. our hero, out of the house, we hear Chili starting to explain that in the beginning of a story, the hero finds a reason not to go on a quest, but then something changes their mind. In this case, face paint. (laughs) It's all it takes. (laughs) It motivates my daughter as well. (laughs) Right? As Bingo and Bandit start to walk, we get another voiceover from Chili. And is this like the the storytelling device that you like that she was yes kind of talking as they as the other characters were doing something so she was kind of narrating yep. what was going on yeah i thought this was a great one too so once the quest begins challenges pop up in this case bandit telling bingo that he hasn't told her that she can walk on both legs causing her to hop along on one leg <laughs> so fun and that sometimes you're going to meet friends along the way in Bingo's case, this is their neighbor, Doreen, who's sitting at the bus stop, which we have also seen featured multiple times throughout the different seasons. And Doreen asks Bandit if he's excited for tomorrow. Did you? She goes, oh, are you excited? And he's like, like the hand yep. across the neck, like stop talking, hand signal. Yep. And Chili explains that friends often warn the hero of some sort of danger ahead. In this case, it's a swooping magpie. (laughs) The friend Doreen also gives some good advice, which is to keep your eyes on the magpie. Like, don't don't break contact. Then the bus comes and Chili tells Bluey that there's always danger on a quest or else it wouldn't be a quest. So pause right there. If (laughs) Chili is going on a quest for... Rainbow yarn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the danger that she's facing? That they're not going to have the rainbow yarn? <laughs> I guess. 
<laughs> Again, I know that they had to use the word quest to set yeah. up the rest of this episode. Yeah. And I'm happy that they like brought up crochet, but it's kind of like a bit of a stretch. It's a little bit of a stretch there. <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch. Bannett and Bingo arrive at the park and Bingo asks why the magpie wants to hurt them. So this is foreshadowing. This episode, they do it really well in. Mm -hmm. Like I said, last episode, Unicorse, it it just didn't work as well. It's just maybe not didn't work as well. It just wasn't as easily recognizable. So this is like very good foreshadowing because Bandit explains that the magpie, the dad, doesn't want to try to hurt them. He's just protecting his eggs and is trying to be a good dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, such foreshadowing for the end of this episode. (laughs) So they start to cross the park until they have to walk backwards, which Bingo cannot do. So then they run because the magpie, they have to turn away from the magpie and it's chasing them. While this is happening, Chili explains that after facing grave dangers, they arrive at their destination, McKenzie's house, where the McKenzie's mom asks Bingo if she wants her face painted. And I did check in the credits they're just called Mackenzie's mom and Mackenzie's dad. No name. We do not have names like Lucky's dad, who's Pat. Mackenzie's mom explains that she needs to practice because she says she's not very good. And there's a great freeze frame. If you freeze frame it right here, right as she was saying that she's not very good and Mackenzie's coming up, the look on Bingo's face, the scared look on Bingo's face. <laughs> priceless. It's priceless. It's so good. Bluey then, of course, asks Mom if this is the end of the quest. And Chili explains to Bluey that this is normally the time in, in the quest when a secret is revealed and the story takes a twist. Oh, man. What could that be? Bum, bum, bum. So Mackenzie asks Bingo about going to the airport, saying that Bandit is headed off on a work trip tomorrow for six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. How long is that? That's six weekends. Oh, man, that's forever, right? (laughs) As Bingo is going up and confronting Bandit, what I love is Mackenzie's dad doing a slow backup out of the frame. (laughs) He just like goes boop, 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 like out of the frame, like, oh, man, I'm not getting involved in this one, right? Bingo, of course, says that six weeks is, is forever, and at this point we get a voiceover from Chili that this is where the true challenge of the quest is revealed. So it wasn't necessarily the magpie. This is the true challenge here. And Bingo doesn't want to go past, and she also doesn't want her dad to leave. And she's sitting on the curb very, very sad. And we, again, get the beautiful voiceover from Chili saying, But just when things seem the hardest or the saddest, you know, that's when we get the next part. So Mackenzie's mom calls Bingo over to get her face painted. She tells Bingo that she may not be able to do the stall this weekend because she's not very good. And Bingo reminds her that no one would be able to get their face painted if she doesn't do that. Bingo insists that she at least try, even though she doesn't want to. And Mackenzie's mom says that she thinks Bingo is right. As Mackenzie's mom is finishing talking, it pulls out and we see this amazingly painted lion face on Bingo, who roars with confidence and courage. Mackenzie's meant to be a cheater. Am I? 
But then no one will be able to get their faces painted. No, I guess not. Well, I think you have to do it. Even though I don't want to? Yes, even though that. Yeah, you're probably right. What do you think? <laughs> I think I'm getting better. Chili explains to Bluey that all good heroes learn something on their quest, and we see Bingo ask for one last face painting request. As she and Dad head into the park, keeping their eyes on the magpie, as they pass the tree, we see that Bingo had Mackenzie's mom paint eyes on the back of her and her dad's heads. So it appears like they're always looking at the magpie. So smart. I know. As this is happening, Chile is explaining that the hero has faced their ultimate test and the quest has come to an end. Then we get a montage. Yay. Yay! Back in the montage. And the montage includes Bandit leaving, so them dropping him off at the airport, the school fair with the face painting, magpie babies being born, more crocheting, yay, Bandit returning with the wonderful voiceover to end the whole thing, saying that the hero is rewarded, you know, for doing something that they originally didn't want to do. I mean, it's just like a little bit of a kicker at the end. So good. So love a montage. Yeah, the montage was epic. The voiceover and it was just so good. Yeah, it was well done. So well done. Yeah, this is a great episode. Uh, so we have our montage counts up to five. Awesome. And the outro that I mm-hmm. loved it was so cute. It was all the kids from the mm-hmm. class with their face paint. I know, right? So what a fun tie in. Yes. Pom pom adorable hers was the butterfly around the eyes Mm -hmm. so it was chloe winnie buddy and pom-pom so cute Mm -hmm. yes i thought this was a very very sweet thing and also during the school fair there was a lot of stuff happening in the background did you notice i mean it goes by so fast i did not yeah so in the in the episode, Mia and Captain are actually in the background, mm-hmm. and I know that you really love those two friends. Uh, the pony lady can also be seen with some ponies in the background. Nice. And Jack and Rusty both have camouflage face paint on. Cute. Going back to their like continued game of army that they have. Yeah, I know. I thought that part was adorable. And then. Okay, there's a lot of stuff for this episode. So there is actually an American author and professor who popularized this comparative mythology in a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. So this author and professor theorized that all mythical heroes, regardless of their cultural origins, go on the same archetypal hero path, Mm -hmm. um, which is... Exactly what Chili mentioned in her narration of the story. Oh, cool. So there is such a thing called the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And the hero has to do X, Y, and Z. And then X, Y, and Z happens. And then this happens. And then there's a hurdle. And then there's this. And then there's the discovery. So it's a very well actual documented thing that you can pull 
tons of different books from. Mm -hmm. And there is a very kind of definitive like hero's path that a quote unquote hero goes on in a story. Yeah. And like a framework. So um, I thought that was great to use as like a frame for the Mm -hmm. entire episode. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cute. Also, the bus that Doreen gets on, did you notice what was on the side of the bus? No. Okay. There was a chunky chimp. The Chunky Chump oh, film. Oh, funny. Also, an episode in a story where the hero goes on a journey. Oh, very true. Remember? Yeah. And Bluey also kind of goes on a journey mm-hmm. in that episode of like getting over her fears and those types of things. So yeah. I think there is a lot of tie-in there as well in the episodes. So yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. A lot of they, depth to it. A lot of depth in the episode. Why does he want to sweep us? He's just being a good dad. He thinks we're trying to hurt his eggs. But we're not. I know, but he doesn't know that. Just walk with me and remember what Doreen said. Don't take your eyes off him. All right. Let's talk about curries. Yeah. They mentioned two of them by name in this episode. Mm -hmm. Would you like to take a stab at saying them? Because I am going to butcher them. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say it very American. So the first one I would say Rogan Josh. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So this curry is typically made with mutton and a tomato gravy. Ooh. Yes. And the other one was the beef rendang. Yep. So this is an Indonesian. So this is a uh, beef stew. This one has coconut milk and then Southeastern Asian spices in it. If I had to pick between those two, I would choose that one. Yeah, probably me too. And then we have the naan. We I mean, lo- they, they say the full name of it, but we just call it naan. Yeah, <laughs> Not we bread. love naan bread. <laughs> yes. Which is a sweet Pakistani flatbread, sometimes with coconuts, raisins, and almonds. We love going to the Animal Kingdom Lodge <laughs> and ordering it. And they give you like 12 different dips. And it's so good and fun. You can watch the animals play while you eat it. It's amazing. Yes. So those were some of the curries that they were swapping in the episode. There wasn't a lesson per se. I mean, I think it was just more about the the telling of the hero's journey mm-hmm. and bingos. What I also really liked is that throughout the episode, as Bluey is crocheting, at the very end when they pick up Bandit at the airport, she is wearing... Yeah, I thought that was the so full. cute. And it helped with the time. The time. It was longer. It got longer and longer and longer. It got longer and yeah. there was like more colors and everything. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was, again, a cute way to show the passing of time. Because I mean, six weeks is a long time, especially if Bandit's gone. Oh, my God. Yeah. The whole time. Because it sounded like it wasn't multiple weekends. Like he wasn't coming and going. Like he was just gone yeah for uh, six weeks for parenting award i had chili for holding down the fort for six weeks six weeks um he must be um doing some kind of dig he's an archaeologist right? oh yeah i was somewhere recently and somebody called him a stay-at-home dad and i had to hold oh. back from like jumping up and correcting them but you did correct them correct i was not in a situation where it was appropriate <laughs> to correct them um but i would have and i told everyone later that that person was wrong <laughs> Oh my gosh, hilarious. Yeah, in one of the videos during the montage, in one of the parts of the video, like you can see that he has like stuff sticking out of his fur and he's been digging and he's very excited. So yes, he's, yeah. he's on some sort of dig somewhere. Found something cool. Yeah, important work Bandit does. Digging up bones. 
which is just so funny because he said, ah. <laughs> I also liked that as they were leaving, he said, buy border collies to the, McKin- the McKinsey's because that's what they are. They're border collies. Oh, cute. So again, that kind of like that nod wink to like, mm-hmm. you know, the dog reference. But the design of McKinsey's mom has changed. We actually Ooh. saw McKinsey's mom before. If you remember all the way back in season one, remember when they were playing shops and mm-hmm. it was all the kids and the kids were trying to come up with some sort of potion that would allow them to control the adults. The adults were kind of having a barbecue. Mm-hmm. So Mackenzie's mom was in that as well. And she looks slightly different. Scandalous. I know, right? They like changed her design. Just Ugh. they tweaked it just a bit. I think she had like a patch over one eye. It was probably point. like an indie situation where it was just like easier to animate. Yes. Where they like changed Indy's hair. Probably. Yeah. Hundred percent. So those were some of the the fun things in this episode. But I don't have any for real life moments of like I said, eating curry. I'm trying to think of I've gone on like a hero's journey. I'm like, mm, mine was just really. work travel. Yeah, yours was yeah. just work travel. <laughs> I got that. Work travel. All right. Anything that you have? Okay, so favorite liner moment. I for laugh out loud moment, I wrote Mackenzie's meant to be a cheetah. What? I don't remember what that means. Because his face paint does not look like a cheetah, even remotely. So Mackenzie's mom was like, yeah, I am not good at this. Mackenzie's supposed to be a cheetah. And he goes, I am? Because he's on the ground. Apparently it made me laugh out loud. Yes. That was a very funny moment, for sure. Not really any Australian-American translations in this. Um, But yeah, just lots of depth. I think I do think that this is this is one of like kind of my favorite episodes so far. Anything else that you want to mention? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Come back next week when we talk season three, episode nine, Magic. Thanks. Bye. The end. You're my hero, Pico. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please share it with your friends. Go online, rate the podcast, follow us to get the newest content drops right when they release. And of course, message us. You can find us on Instagram at forreallifepodpod, or you can send us an email at forreallifepodpod at gmail.com. Again, that's F-O-R-R-E-A-L. L-I-F-E period P-O-D.